Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? Alright, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Glee! Aggressive! That one felt wicked smooth that one felt good i I have a good feeling about that one i'm pretty impressed because like our glee was pretty on sync considering we're on computers yes um well folks today we are here to talk to you about season two episode nine entitled special education uh originally aired (laughs) november 30th 2010 do you know why this episode was called special education i was going to ask you that question to be completely honest I mean, I'll, I figured it out by the end of the episode, but when I started, I did I did not know. I was like, this is a... Well, when we were talking at the end of last episode, I said like, oh, this is next week's episode, and I had no idea which one it was, not remembering that it's a, it's a competition episode. Yes. Because the title is so nonsensical from the start. Right. The title... I mean, granted, last season, the title was just fully sectionals yeah and they probably that can't made, reuse that right that made perfect sense but this one i was like "Ooh, where's this gonna go because i remember you had texted me okay now we're in sectionals that was fast mm-hmm. and then i was wondering like okay well where does special education come in i'm concerned right that concern has not been quelled for the sole purpose that that well i will let you explain so what the reason i think they call it special education is they, the central theme of this episode is coming back to that, like, original Glee idea that being part of something special makes you special. And so this episode's all about, like, educating each other that we all have different specials, I guess. Like, <laughs> we're not all just the Finn and Rachel show. All of us are special and all of us deserve to be featured is kind of it. It's like, I bet the writers thought they were doing a pun, but did a bad job. I agree. Well, my first note here is no recap. Yeah, right? Just boom. Straight into it, head first. Um, You don't have to remember anything for this episode. It doesn't matter. To be fair, like, they're not wrong. Mm -hmm. They they fill in any gaps for you. Um, But we start out right in the teacher's lounge, and right away we're back to Will being annoying with Emma. Yeah, because he was like, I scored you these sectionals tickets, and I went, first of all, they're selling physical printed tickets to a sectionals choir event. Yep. And then he goes, they're hard to come by, and I went, no, they're not, and then it turned out he was making a joke, so it was fine. However, I don't know if you noticed this by the end, sectionals was fucking filled. That was a sold-out house. I guess there's, like, nothing else to really do. It's not like local it's not like theater tours are coming through that part of ohio i'll give you that yeah if you want to see a musical performance it's their community theater production of fiddler or the uh the show choir acapella groups yeah the show choir sectionals and you don't want to see their tevia (laughs) their tevia is super racist and not one of those fiddlers on the roofs are jewish no they have one they have one. There's, there's one Jewish person on the whole cast, and he's keeping everyone in line. Yes, and you know he's like Fietka. He's like the one Jew- the non-Jewish character. 
<laughs> I say this as someone who was told, no, you wouldn't be Perchik. You'd be Fietka. I just, I'm loving that we're starting this podcast energy off with like some pretty deep cut Fiddler jokes. <laughs> oh, for all you double Fiddler down fa- on the brand. <laughs> for all you Fiddler fans in the back, let me hear you. <laughs> Can I get a what? Oh. <laughs> uh, um but then emma goes on to tell will what we're all thinking which is he she's like oh you're gonna do sectionals i'd love to come i can't wait to hear finn and rachel sing a love ballad and then have mercedes built out the final note and then he will literally goes have you been going through my desk like like this <laughs> was his plan right and uh props to them for doing what i can only imagine was at least a little bit of fan service because mm-hmm. i'm sure someone was checking the forums in 2010 and going oh well they're gonna like it's gonna be the same thing different sectional yeah. or whatever sectionals is gonna look the same they're just gonna sing a different set of songs right which is sort um, of what happened but we'll get to that i guess right right we will get to that um i love that emma then states that it was the rocky horror extravaganza that reminded her how yes. special and how talented everyone in the glee club was yes because we've talked about that that like they did a lot of songs that did highlight a bunch of different people in there. Everyone really got a chance to shine. That's Yeah, that's a good point. She has this like great star metaphor. She's like, you have a whole bunch of constellations in your Glee Club, but you're not like using all of them because you don't see that some stars just might not shine as bright as others, which is like really getting down to the whole Rachel Berry of, of it all. Like, yeah, everyone, like, that's, like, where the title is coming from. Everyone's a star in your Glee Club. You're just too busy focused on the one who's essentially the loudest. <laughs> right. Even though I didn't love that metaphor because, like, she compares them. The, she says they used to be underdogs. Now they're a constellation of stars. Mm. And Nothing it's not changed. That I, like, I... I I don't know. I feel like they're still kind of underdogs. Mm, they're, yeah. They're still, they're still like, towards the bottom of the food chain in this high school society. And I guess maybe perhaps I'm just looking at it through that lens. I guess they're I'm supposed thinking... to be higher ups in the show choir community now. Like, they're still terrible in high school, but they, they won their sectionals, so they're no longer, like, this up-and-coming, no-nothing no glee club. They're the, right. they're the ones to beat in the world of show choir. Right. It's theirs to lose. Um, yes. Well, we go right to that Glee Club rehearsal. Yeah, I do have to mention, though, that Please. Will, Will see, hears Emma say this, and Will basically decides to become a better teacher just because he wants to get into Emma's pants. Like, yes. fully, right? Yes. He, he's only doing this because he's like, this is what's going to make her love me, not because he had an actual realization that he is bad at Glee. Yeah, I have that note, um, because Will is clearly hurt here, and Mm -hmm. Emma goes, uh, I've said too much, and he goes, no, you've said just enough, and I went, no. Yeah, he smiles super lecherously. He's like, And I went, no. No, 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 Will. Now we're in the Glee Club. Now we're in the Um, Glee Club. And, uh, it turns out that if we're gonna beat the competition, we gotta dance! Okay. (laughs) I like that he calls the other choirs your classic, like, stool choirs. The idea, yes. like, like that's something we're supposed to know. Like, yes, a phrase everyone's aware of. <laughs> yeah, you got your stool choirs, your dance choirs. That's it. <laughs> Those are the two genders. The two genders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I was oh. just listening to that bit and editing the, uh, the episode. Oh, we'll uh, stop making the two genders jokes when they stop being funny. Um, exactly. Yeah, and then it's just like, it's like coming up, like, let's just shake everything up. It's not even three minutes into this episode, and suddenly, like, every bomb is dropped in the Glee Club rehearsal room. I'm sorry not to backtrack or cut you yes. off, but all I'm thinking is the masculine urge to sit on a stool and sing, or... <laughs> The feminine urge to dance dance. like no one's watching and sing. You're right, though. (laughs) You you do be right. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about, let's talk about how Santana, so they're all like bitching about Will trying to shake sing up. And let's talk about how Santana decides to drop the we boned bomb on Rachel. But the way she does it, hello, the way she does it is she goes, that's right, Yentl, your sweetie's been lying to you, which implies that Santana also knows the plot of Yentl. <laughs> we can't escape her. <laughs> She's the one constant we've only brought up twice. I can't believe it. <laughs> oh, no. I was just, I just was watching it. I was like, Yentl's here again? Yentl's here again. And literally my note right there is just... Fight, fight, fight. That's right, Yentl. <laughs> uh, I mean, I bet Rachel Berry was like, man, I can't believe Finn lied to me, but I am flattered that Santana thinks of me as a Yentl type. <laughs> like, she can't, she can't not respect it. No, she's like, damn, she got me there. What a great <laughs> Yentl reference. Touche, Santana, touche. <laughs> um, so that's that sets some shit off. Yeah, I guess um, we have but... to deal with the fallout from that. We have to deal with the fallout from that, but not before we talk about Kurt's first day at school. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Do you think Kurt, like, first of all, private schools, let's just get this out of the way. Private schools are weird. They are. <laughs> like, the, the the vibes at, at Dalton are, are weird. Weird. They're not bad, but they are, like, off. There's a little bit of cult energy. Yeah, I mean, they, they'll talk about this later, but they like the whole uniforms thing... And yes. they're all boys, and they all look, it's very similar. It's very, uh, it's a very prequel to Book of Mormon. Yes, it does have big Mormon energy. Yes. Do you think Kurt had to audition for the Warblers? I, I mean, I, I would have to imagine that he did. Right? Because they're very good, they're, and I'm sure they're not just, I mean, equal opportunity is the wrong term, but like, I'm sure right. they're not just a come as you are kind of thing. No, no, um, no. I feel a little robbed of a like a solid Kurt audition song, but I guess we get a moment later. I agree with that. Um, it would have been cool to see him work for it a little bit. Also, so private school to have an actual live bird for a hazing ritual. Yo, that was my <laughs> note too. This is hazing question mark. It um, is because they're also the nicest fucking people in the world that they're not gonna like shove him in a car and like dump shaving yeah. cream on him. They're just gonna be like, take care of this bird. They do seem a little, like, Minnesota nice, though, in that way that they're saying, Mm -hmm. like, nice things to you, but you do feel like you're being condescended. Like, oh, that's nice, sweetie. We so love that you're telling us your ideas. We are not going to do them. Right. Um, I also just, I feel like Kurt, in this uh, scene, Mm -hmm. like, not this the scene, but in this uh, location, that's what I'm looking for is location, always looks like he's about to cry out of like overwhelming joy he does he looks and which i like i kind of like because this is his like new safe his new safe space right and like he's just surrounded by boys and at least one of them is gay so like things are everything's coming at millhouse for kurt (laughs) exactly but 
not to Millhouse because Kurt has ideas, but there is a reigning council of upperclassmen, and they're the ones that decide the set list. Okay, first of all, anytime you have a group of students referred to as a council, I'm concerned. Like, oh, as the president of multiple multiple clubs in college, I'm mm-hmm. for it. You just don't want your uh, power taken away. <laughs> Guilty. Um, Kurt comes in with what is frankly the best idea ever. Um, which is that the Warblers do uh, open with Rio by Duran Duran, which to which I say, fuck yes, and I'm yeah. I'm personally hurt that they would not do that. It's a great idea. Everyone knows I love Duran Duran. Yes. It's just it's just a fact about me. And I feel that Glee gave me a bite and then took it away. Ooh, um, burn. Yes. But Instead, they say that they're going to do all their songs in eight-part harmony. Ian, is that a lot of har- harmony? Is I that mean, many? Yes, that is many harmonies. Um, <laughs> and um, not that I don't know how you're going to do it. It just feels like a lot of work. Yeah. And it feels like you're ultimately going to be doubling. And um, no offense to the warblers, and don't come at me in the comments or whatever, but I, I feel like it's not exactly what you do in high school choir. Then again... <laughs> I I do know people who did acapellas, and their harmonies were, in the best way possible, all over the place, and there was just a gajillion at once. And so maybe better if they rein it in to to, to, to eight. I don't know. I don't know. I was never not that I never was in a show choir. I was in a show choir in eighth grade. That doesn't count. But I was never in an acapella group or like a a, a, a competitive show choir. Mm-hmm. Um, I just mm-hmm. stick to the four to six part harmonies of your traditional musical theater. So they're just doing eight, but like for what? But for what? <laughs> my next note is, just tell me if it's true. <laughs> That's my heading for this set of notes. Fair. Is this weird? Because we're in a... Uh, we're in Emma's office. AKA the a personal hell for everyone, which is that yep. Finn and Rachel have decided to go to couples counseling with Emma a thing I guess she allowed them to do. You're I would right. if so, if Rachel had come in and be like, I need to have couples counseling with Finn, my boyfriend, because he slept with another woman. I would simply quit my job. I'd walk <laughs> out then. I'd be like, this is no one in the world is paying me enough to listen to this conversation <laughs> in this public school. The benefits not worth it. <laughs> not worth it. <laughs> the vibes rancid. Rancid. <laughs> Oh my god. Which, by the way, is my favorite fucking thing to say now. Thank because you for that. Because we live in a world where the vibes are constantly rancid. And <laughs> we do. It, it's just best to announce it to whoever will listen. We just gotta acknowledge it. Because it's not gonna go away if we don't. Yeah. Um, but also I'm thinking about, maybe conversely, Emma's like, well, I already know about how you went to second base with her. Sure, come yeah, on in. Let's talk, let's, ha- let's talk about you having sex with another high school girl. I think the best line in this episode might be, though, is... Do you think she's prettier than me? Don't, Don't answer, answer that. that. <laughs> and then her next suggestion is, maybe do you want to sing about it? I'm sure there's an Eagles song. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was overall really well written. Yeah. And it's then wild, but I love it. My only other note is that Rachel storms out dramatically, to which you sent me the perfect screenshot of Rachel like looking dramatic. And this is me saying verbally out loud, remind me when this episode drops to crop and post that as a reaction image because we all could use that one right now. I fucking got you. I got you, girl. Um, yeah. Whether it was for my dinner showing up or the fact that I had to take so many notes, I paused this episode so many times. Same. And, and I remind me, I don't think I sent you the other one. Oh, yeah. Let me send you the other one right now. 
Oh my god. <laughs> uh, Just sometimes always on point. It's sometimes it's not acting. <laughs> nope. But yeah, and I feel like that was a good uh, fan service bit as well for her to say, yes. well, you could storm out. And and she does. And yeah. she does. And we're all like, she did the thing. Yes. Then we're back in the hallway. Mm-hmm. For only for a little bit because Artie finds Brittany like, in a corner. Putting herself in timeout in a corner. She says she's been there since second period. She has to pee. She has to pee. But she's um, paralyzed with fear because one of the things that Will decided to shake up about their sectionals performance is oh i guess we didn't talk about this his right. decisions were to we, we only talked about um Yentl instead of any of the decisions made classic, wins again classic um <laughs> that will said that the ballad would they'd still do a ballad but it would be sung by um sam and quinn instead and that they would do a number that featured the dancing of mike and Brittany. um right so Brittany Ergo dance choir yeah dance choir and so Brittany is now paralyzed with fear over the stress of, like, being featured, basically. Which is, yeah, fair. Right. Totally. I get that. And um, also has another amazing line here about how the cricket that reads to her every night is stealing her jewelry. Yeah. I Perfect just, Brittany lines here. Uh, oh, quick note. Artie's sweater watch today. Artie is wearing a sweater with palm trees and little men on it. <laughs> a plus. And also, today, Artie's nice. Uh, they spun sure. the wheel, and Artie's a nice, a nice little boy. This episode. <laughs> there's only two sections of the wheel. Yeah, it's a, it's a very simple wheel. No, there's right. a bunch of sections, but they alternate, so it's like jerk mm. nice, jerk nice, nice and you jerk, spin yeah. it. And today he's a nice boy here All to right. comfort and build up his girlfriend. Um, yeah. He, However, yeah, I wasn't sure about this magic comb bit. So he says, um, "I got this magic comb. You use it, and we can't lose." Yeah. And. There was a piece of it, of course, like you said, that was very sweet. And there was mm-hmm. another piece of this that I wasn't sure if he was kind of belittling Brittany. Right. Well, play, like, because here's the thing. The magic comb deal, this is what you, like, tell a child who's nervous about something. Like, you're like, right. oh, this is my magic rock. And you hold this rock and you're, and you're, and you're magically brave. Like, right. I thought, I went so far as to try to remember, like, is this from a fairy tale, maybe? Like, it has that kind of sounding roots where it's... Something you tell children, it's kind of like the only other comparison I could make it to is it's like the luck potion from Harry Potter, except that is real magic, and this is just something you tell a child. So it is this kind of, like, weird, Brittany is often treated like a child in as much as, like, that's how she talks. Like, her jokes make her sound dumb and like a child, so that's, like, where it's coming from. I don't know if it works totally, though. It, it didn't for me, at least. It felt a little like this might be where we're getting special education from. Yes, and I don't think that was the writer's intention, but I can see how you could read it that way. Right. I, I'm i sure it was not. It's like um, it's a, like internet posts that's like, this is my rock that keeps tigers away, and they're like, this rock, that's not what that does. And it's like, well, but I'm holding this rock and there's no tigers, so obviously it's working. <laughs> right. And it is sweet, but uh, yeah. then we have to go right to Puck didn't steal the soda machine, and if he did, he wasn't alone. Sure. And sure. Will, like all of us, will say, I'll pretend I didn't hear that. Exactly. Um, uh, it turns out they need not... Uh, well, because Will cannot report him because then they would need two extra members right. because right now they just need a 12th member. Yes. Um, and Will is calling on him to use his madness... Yes. Um, to use his badassery to get that 12th member. Yes. 
to be an ambassador, or as like he an puts it, ambassador. That was good. Yes. This is another instance of Will shaking it up because he says I'd normally go to Finn and Rachel for this, but I'm trying out. I'm trying to highlight new people and right. Puck. You know everyone at this school, and but implying that Puck knows everyone at this school for being mean to them. But like, right? Sure. And also, what's in it for him? The love of the Glee Club. Sure. He loves Glee Club. Great. Whatever. I have a question on this scene. Yeah. Who was on the other side of that desk? No one. I actually honestly had the same thought. This is definitely, like, because they're, so, in the scene, like, they're in Will's office, clearly. Yeah. But they're both sitting in, like, the student chairs, and Will definitely did that on purpose to seem more relatable. Like, this isn't a teacher-to-student conversation. This is right. a, this is a bro-to-bro conversation. <laughs> I'm a cool mom. Um. Yeah. Right, and I totally get that, agree with you, but they were sitting, like, they were sitting to the desk. I was waiting for Figgins no. For, like, just a smash cut to Figgins on the other side of the desk being like, this is fine, what are you doing they here? They were just lazy with their cameraing, that's all. Okay, fine. So, then we have the iconic stairwell with Blaine. Yes. Blaine invites Kurt to audition for a solo. That's neat. Yeah. Uh, my only note here is, like, once again, private school is kind of terrifying. Yeah. Like, we're all happy for Kurt, but just a big, oof, the vibes, it's just a little creepy. Just a little weird. It's just a little creepy. Yeah. Um, mind you, the, this is coming from two public school educated yeah. millennial adults. Yeah. Puck looks to recruit footballers by appealing to them via Bruce Springsteen, which I totally get. I get it, yeah. 100%. Have they done any Springsteen yet? Maybe, but not one of the good ones. <laughs> right. They did, and I don't know, I can't place when they did this, but there is, you can find it on YouTube, when Jimmy Fallon hosted the Emmys, It when, like, in, this, in the circle of Jimmy Fallon hosting the Emmys and Glee being popular, they opened the Emmys with a number of with Jimmy Fallon featuring the cast of Glee, and they did Born to Run. So I know that mm. you can go and watch that. It's not bad, depending on how you feel about Jimmy Fallon, um, which yeah, that's a is big... not always positive. That's a variable. And, like, Jane Lynch is there, and they all sing Born to Run, and it's not just Glee kids. A lot of people sing. That's cool. I'm going to check that out. Yeah, I'm going to watch it after this, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, um... The football team will not have it. They will not join Glee Club. Don't love that one of the football players said, "Why don't you bring? Uh, why don't you come to my church and recruit people for the clan?" Yeah, did not feel like the same thing. Nope, those two things should not be compared. I had a moment during this where, like, I feel like it almost the pitch would have worked if Glee Club just wasn't called that. You know. Like, right. maybe Glee just needs a rebranding to not have a dumb name. Because <laughs> Glee Club <laughs> is a bad name. It's a bad name. Even Show Choir doesn't... You're not going to get anyone with a Show Choir either. No, but, like, there's got to be something. Right. Write in gleeaggressive at gmail.com. Yeah, Let us what, know how you would reband, what would rebrand you call Glee Clubs. All Glee Clubs, not just this one. All Glee Clubs need a all rebranding. All Glee Clubs, yeah. <laughs> he just goes, come on, guys, Glee Club is cool. Yeah, and that's where he lost me, even. <laughs> Right, and then everybody attacks him, and he just goes, not the face, and that was very funny. Yes, it's um, his moneymaker. It's his moneymaker. But we cut back to the Glee Club, the classroom, mm -hmm. and everyone is petty, and it is 
great. Um, yes. Rachel walks in with tape over her mouth. Leah um, Michelle walks in with tape on her mouth. <laughs> Leah Michelle walks in with tape on her mouth. She's protesting, and uh, her star shines too bright, and I think you're threatened. Will kind of has a, I guess, good teacher moment where he calls her out. He, like, I wouldn't know if it's a fully good teacher moment because he just like fully yells at her like everything he says is true and needed to be said but he did just like snap at her in a way that was a little little unprofessional i would say yes but i don't blame him and i and i wrote i'm tired of this too yeah he says what we're all thinking that she's not a team player she's a bad sport and she's thinks too much of herself and that this isn't the rachel berry show it's a school he doesn't say that part but i said that part that's essentially what the message is. And then he proceeds to call everyone out for being assholes. Yeah. Um, for being selfish assholes at that. But then we meet our new Glee Club member. Yes, Ian, I would like to formally introduce you to Lauren Zeiss. is the newest member of our Glee Club, who we've seen on the edges of the show, like, all season, basically. Yes, um, she was part of the uh, one of the uh, auditorium sex riots. Yep, she was on the wrestling team. She was part of the uh, Old Maids yes. Club. She was the one who sneezed on Figgins. Yes, she was the... And uh, Will to get them She was sick. patient zero. Um, and she was in the vampire. Did I say that? Vampire club. Yes. This is only weird for me because I have a friend named Laura Zeiss. Hmm, that is funny. It is, and she's delightful, and I love her. Um, but uh, this girl, Lauren, rescued Puck from the porta potty he was trapped in. Yes. And her conditions of joining Glee Club are... A carton of Cadbury eggs, good luck finding those, they're out of season, and seven minutes in heaven with Puck. Good for him, though, she rocked his world. Also, when she walks in with Puck to Glee Club, she is, in fact, holding a Cadbury egg, which means he succeeded, and I think that's a wonderful little detail. Yes. Point Glee. Um, yes. You get one point, Glee. <laughs> Add it to the board. Um, yes. We're back in the hallway. Santana's just kind of being awful. Um, yep. Turns out Puck prayed while he was in that porta body and made a deal with God to be nicer to people, and then it turns out he was just going to do uh, just Jews, which would be fine if this weren't written by Ryan Murphy. Right. Um, um, but he, he becomes, like, a very calm, like, therapist level of talking to Rachel. Yes. And then he's like, walk with me, and they walk arm in arm, and Rachel goes, have your arms gotten bigger? You seem stronger. And the line, the scene just ends with Puck going, it's, it's the, the steroids. steroids. <laughs> yep. And I was like, that is funny to me. Yep, that was great. Then we get Tina's, I guess, is this the C plot line or the B plot line or the... It's like it's like a .5 plot line, right. I guess. It's like a numerical somehow in the list of A to B plots. <laughs> right. Um, section th- 1A. Yeah, that Tina is worried that Mike and Brittany are cheating on tina and artie respectively because they've been spending a lot of time together choreographing right um wink wink and um i don't like this scene i'm so annoyed at because like i like the the artie that we have in this scene i quite like the tina we get in this scene i don't like because tina now suddenly has lost any self-confidence or like trust she has in her boyfriend right where artie's just like yeah i haven't seen my girlfriend a lot but it's shark week so of course yeah like it's fine (laughs) yeah um understandable i agree with you because i it kind of sucks that like tina's plot line in this we get so little tina and the one justice we get for tina is that her starting off with trying to change for her man yeah it sucks that her function in this starts off with just 
face it, he uh, he's a football player, she's a cheerleader, we never had a chance with them. Yeah, I don't like this plot, really. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't like it from the Tina point of view. I don't, like, I guess, or it has, no, it's all bad. It's all bad, <laughs> and it would be, I mean, and it's never fully justifiably explored to, no. to like, even redeem it, so, no thank I you. I like, I like the sweetness that is the Artie Brittany kind of couple. Yeah. And I wish there was a better way to showcase it than this kind of weird bad vibes plot. Agreed. But Kurt seeks out Rachel to help him. And I will say, I'm cool with this plot line. Cool with this little little duo having a moment like yeah. we're no longer like even when we hated each other we still respect like that's like the that's like the Kurt Rachel like dynamic backbone. Yeah. Like no matter how annoying we find each other, we always respect the other because we are the two most talented people here. Right. And uh, even a little bit later he says, Why weren't you this nice to me when I was at McKinley? And she goes, Because yeah. you were my only real competition and Right. Yeah, that's valid and that's a really sweet moment and um yeah, I don't know if we'll get more of this specifically. Um, we'll see. But I also don't um, trust Glee to learn their lesson. Um, of course not. And so Rachel helps Kurt think of a ballad. Well, he, he needs to audition for a solo. Yes. he Because like, that's how it works at Scary Private School. And her advice is, have you ever fantasized about your own funeral? To, Kurt, <laughs> to which Kurt just goes, no. <laughs> Same. <laughs> really? I know. I I wouldn't I, say I've fantasized about it, but I've thought about it. I mean, I've thought about it. I'm not just completely ignoring my mortality, but I'm not like... No. You're not thinking about people flinging themselves into your grave in grief? Right. Okay, fair. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate your approval. So he comes in saying, I want to do Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On. She goes, no. And then comes up to this nebulous boombox, which I assumed had a CD in it, but she seems to like <laughs> search it and find the song that she wants on it. I don't know what kind of music device mag the plot magic has, but instead she chooses for them to sing. I guess she's going to demo it and then he sings it is don't cry for me, Argentina thoughts. Liam, Liam Michelle walked into the writer's room and said, I think it's time I sang Evita. I just sat there thinking, wow, I can't wait to see Leah Michelle get passed over for this role one day, too. <laughs> <laughs> Leah Michelle slander TikTok. Pick us up. Oh we my... also don't like Leah Michelle. You're... It's just like. You're so right, though. It's just another role she's never going to have it's... that she probably thought she would. Oh my God. Especially because the caption when I sent you that um, first screenshot was. <laughs> The, that face when you're passed over for Fanny Bryce. That face when you're passed over for Elphaba, too. Yep. Um, also, the only note I really have is that this it's 15 minutes into the episode, and we this is the first song we're getting. Oh, you're right. Which makes sense because it's a competition, so they have to be kind of, like, back loaded heavy. down on, on the back. But still, 15 minutes, I think, is the longest we've gone without getting at least uh, eight bars. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, come on. But, yeah, um... This song is fine. I don't think I don't... either of them were truly bearing their soul the way they intended. I mean, Kurt certainly stared mournfully out of a window for a while, but, like, he does that anyway, so. <laughs> and Leah Michelle kind of mournfully sang off a balcony for 15 yeah. seconds. Don't know where that Whose was. balcony was that? That's what, that was my note, too. I don't know where that was. I just, I don't really care for this song, surprising no one, because it's just it can be, a lot. It can be great in, like, 
the context of the show. It yeah. can be great in the original key, um, but this was neither of that. So There's one thing I liked, which is during one of Kurt's portions, he goes, and it's a visual joke, so apologies to the audio medium of podcasting, <laughs> but he goes to, like, dramatically raise his arms, like, palms, like, cupped, and Blaine just from his seated spot takes one of his hands and pushes down at his own hand as if to say no no, no honey we don't no, not here we don't too dramatic we too don't much do that too here. much we don't do that here and he still manages to like end with one hand raised like he's going to do the genovian wave right <laughs> he just can't help himself oh man um but the warblers seem to love it and that's great but not but then too they great pass on him because yeah. they pass on him this is a multi-round audition for this solo because Blaine comes out and tells those two other guys, you're moving on, which means not they didn't choose who got the solo from this one round. It's going to go another round. Right. Um, and this also, only imp- this also implies that there's only one solo to go around because everything else is, yes. is probably Blaine. For Blaine. Well, we only see Blaine perform, which I'm fine with because we right. didn't need more. Um, you know, I just had the thought that, like, this is an all-boys school, right? Mm-hmm. You'd think they'd be, like, clamoring for Kurt's unique feminine voice because they probably don't get a lot of that. Right. Like, you know what Pitch Perfect when they're, like, You read the my fucking mind. When they're, with, with, when they're, like, with your fucked up vocal cords, we can hit the bass notes. Yes. Like, that's what they should be doing for the warblers where they're like kurt you sound fully like a lady let's work with this let's use this suddenly oh. our all man's acapella group has a little bit of zhuzh to it exactly we can win. but yeah. no but no not in this private school fine oh oh and then i figure out this is also the end of this so like Kurt is, like, sad. He didn't get the audition. He's like, Blaine, what should I do? And Blaine is like, this is really about being a team. See how we all wear these uniforms so yeah. we look the same? It's not about... He basically spells, spells out, it's not about being special. It's about fitting in. And I was like, oh, this is the conceit of this episode. Yeah. Um, New Direction celebrates your uniqueness, what makes you special, whereas the Warblers are about, like... Blend, literally blending literally fitting in blending in and i was like that's uh, that's the episode yeah which, what matters more to you right <laughs> baseball or glee um yeah get it get your head in the game troy um mm-hmm. but we have this really brief bit where britney's avoiding Artie. um then yeah. we cut right to the bus to sectionals and i love yeah. seeing the wheelchair lift that they raised so much money for Yep, and this is, like, a very direct callback to last sectionals. It's gloomy, the leaves are flying around, the wheelchair lift is getting slowly lifted. Once again, Will and Emma are in the parking lot, but only one of them will go to sectionals. But this time, Emma has bowed out to not go. That's a really good call, I didn't even think of that. Yes, I just realized the second half while speaking that sentence. Oh, good for you. Well done. Um, also, Emma's wearing a beautiful fall coat that I would love to own. That was my note, too. She's yeah, got a it's great a coat. beautiful coat. But Emma can't go this time because Carl. Um, yeah. Because... They got Emma... into a fight. Yeah. Because Carl still has problems with Will because of the Rocky Horror episode. Which is understandable. Yep. And it goes back to this whole, like, by omitting the truth, like, that can be a lie in itself. Which is what Finn did, remember? Uh-huh, we're learning lessons. Mm-hmm. And what's really sweet about this is that Emma, uh, Carl told Emma he loves her, and she said it back. 
great. Really sweet. Until she kisses him on the cheek. Yeah. Didn't need it. No, I guess it's like a thing you can do, but like, should you? No. Cut to sectionals, right to sectionals, where Rachel is demanding raisinets for Lauren. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of like... L- large girl needs food kind of thing which Not, we don't yeah we don't love don't it. love she's literally eating in every scene that she's in where she's not performing a right. good cup number so that's like mm. not but, great not great um my question here because this is that aforementioned discussion between rachel and kurt that's very sweet yes we'd love yeah. to see more of it my only question is how has kurt not like seen finn since the yes! wedding you would think I had they li- live together well here's the thing i had a whole thought process i said okay how have he and Kurt not spoken since the wedding? Like, they live together. And then I go, wait, is Dalton a fucking boarding school? Is Dalton a boarding school? Is Dalton a boarding school? Like, it is, like, two and a half hours away from Lima, so it would make sense that he's not commuting in every day. Yeah. Does Did Kurt go to a boarding school? Ooh. Like, and then and then I was like, I have to check. I haven't yet, because I just watched this episode basically right before we recorded. Me but too. I was like, oh, there's got to be fan fiction about that. Like, there's got to be fan fiction about the boarding school of it all. Yes. There so has someone, to be. someone give me links. I had never clocked that it was a boarding school until I, like, that line has probably gone over my head a million times. But yeah, it looks like a boarding school. It does. And it would be very inconvenient for Kurt to be commuting in every day. Mm-hmm. Not impossible, but wildly inconvenient. And if he hasn't spoken to Finn, if. Like, because he's just not seeing. He just doesn't like. But he probably live. comes home on the weekends. Yeah. But now I'm just thinking. Yeah, it does kind of have a Dead Poet Society energy. Oh my god, a hundred percent. If Dead Poet Society was a musical, it would be the Dalton Academy Warblers. I'm here for it. Um, I just love that movie. What is my next note? I oh. think we just go right to music. We do because um, but right before that, of course, like the cutoff line for that conversation is. Wait, you didn't know about Santana and Finn? Oh, yeah. And Rachel realizing that it She's wasn't the last this, to know. Yeah, it wasn't the secret that Finn kept from everyone. It was just a secret kept from her. Mm-hmm. Harsh. Harsh. But let's watch some old people sing. They're very good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. There's a, like, chorus around my area that's, like, vaguely well-known. Uh-huh. Um, which is, like, the same concept as what these hipsters are, which is a chorus for old people. Cool. Called the Young at Heart Chorus. Highly, if you're loving old people singing songs, look them up. They're very that. cute and very talented. They sing. What do they sing? Uh oh, it's the old people sing a song called "The Living Years," um, which is cute and like feels thematic for being old, I guess. Yeah. The one thing I thought that was on purpose, I can't tell, but it like read that way. Is that there's kind of like a one to one match for every person in the new yes, directions? Yes, I and, got that and this too. Old people, like, they have their Mercedes, who's, mm-hmm. like, is belting out those notes, and there's someone in a wheelchair, and yep. you're just like, oh, this is them in 80 years. Yep. And, like, to their credit, give a half point to Glee, they mm-hmm. didn't make a whole thing out of these are old people getting their GED. No, um, it was just a fun old people choir. It was just a fun old people choir, so half a point to Glee. Also, Puck is, they keep cutting to, like, the kids watching it, and Puck looks like he's on the verge of tears the entire time. Yeah. Like, old people <laughs> just get to him, and I love that for him. <laughs> I love that. Um, we cut right to the Warblers. Yeah, the hold that this song had on me was truly unreal. Oh, same. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was like, I would watch this a thousand times. Oh, wait, are you talking... The Warblers version. Specifically 
the Warblers version because I do not like Train. <laughs> Why not? I don't know. I just decided I don't really like Train. I don't like Drops of Jupiter. They're the ones who do that stupid song about different ways I'll say you died instead of broke up with me. Oh, yeah. Also, Train played a lot on Light 92.1 with Delilah when I worked at the pizza place. Oh, man, Delilah. Uh, yeah, Delilah fucking loves Train. And Delilah so I was just like, train. I'm tired of Train. I don't want to hear any more Train. I actually don't like the Train version of this song anymore because I think it's too overdone. It's, uh, it's absolutely, it's absolutely overdone. Um, I do think that is a song that we left in 2011 and that's okay. Yes, 100%. Um, however. Also, like... Train feels like a band that should be a one-hit wonder, and they're not. They're not. Like, However, like, not that I'm such a train stan, but, like, mm-hmm. I, I like I like the hits, and I've seen them live. Um, Are they good live? They're awesome live. Yeah, good for them. They're actually really great live. Um, they were opening for John Mayer. In, that makes sense. Around this time, actually. Great for train. Great for train. Anyway, I like this version better. Darren Chris continues to just have a chokehold on my heart. Of course. <laughs> He's so good. He's he, he's he's so charismatic. He is. He's very good. He does his cute little dancey dance. Acapella's fine. And every time they anyone films an acapella scene, there's always like such one dramatic shot of their beatboxer to show like, look, this guy's doing it with his mouth, guys. <laughs> those noises, those are mouth noises. Don't, so, don't forget it. Don't this forget is a mouth it. guy. This is a mouth guy. <laughs> look at this guy's mouth can you do that with your mouth or, i like, i know so. it's acapella i know but there's always one shot of the beatboxer right just like how there's always that one shot of uh britney snow and pitch perfect doing the low notes just to be like yep. remember that's her mouth that's her fucked up vocal cords yeah um it does have troublemakers energy if adam divine yes. were the teenage dream yep yep a hundred percent it's hard to separate the two at this point i know um and then my last note on um that song is add will to the leah michelle glowering count that we haven't oh in a while. yes well will has to do the glowering because rachel's too busy dance momming to kurt yeah. like doing the toddlers and tiaras like from the smile, audience baby. like big smile big yeah. smiles um because she's just and then i do say i will say there's one i'll give glee another point and it's not even really a point it's a toying with my heartstrings point mm. of they finish their song and like rachel stands to give them a standing ovation and Mercedes, like all the glee hoods stand up to clap for kurt because right. they still love kurt even if he's competition now right to show that they to show that they've grown they've grown um but backstage the shit is hitting the fan everyone is freaking out and then because everyone is talking about how Quinn is nervous because the last time she did this, she was going into labor. Um, mm-hmm. Fair. Fair. Artie thinks, te- uh, Artie thinks Brittany is committing adultery um, with Mike Chang. So Tina and Mike are fighting as are Brittany and Artie. Um, mm-hmm. So are, of course, Rachel and Finn. And right. Santana is not helping. And then- Santana is stirring the pot as she should. Yes. <laughs> and uh, then Finn kind of, not that he puts the kibosh on it, but... Um, he is the one that's like, we have to stop because this happened while you were dating another guy. Um, yeah. And no, he shouldn't have lied about it, but it's not like he cheated on her. Right. Chekhov's cheating. Chekhov's cheating. <laughs> Add to the um, list. Um, and then Will comes in and just, again, flat out yells at everybody. Yeah, he's doing a lot of yelling this episode. A lot of yelling, a lot of shame on you, which I get. Yes. Um, a lot of shame on you. I don't know if this was enough 
to feel like I don't know. I feel like no one has done enough in this episode to warrant any resolution right here. No, and I think that's just because all those plot lines were just like so half baked. I guess it kind of felt like they get yelled at and then they just are like, "Well, show must go on." Sort right. of like we all still are having problems, but performing means more to us. I sure. guess. I guess Brittany and Artie get a little resolution before they get on stage, but no yes. one else does. Right. Um, that resolution I thought was kind of worth it. Quick note on um, the costuming for this episode, because as you know, whenever they do a competition, they have competition outfits. First of all, um, by adding Lauren Zeises to the team, a girl who is bigger than Mercedes, Mercedes gets to wear regular straps and not sleeves because Lauren has to wear the cardigan. Oh my Lauren God, gets to wear the fat right. girl cardigan. Congratulations, everyone. Um, oh yikes! Look, if it's just it's just a fact in female show choir costuming, female performing costuming. If you have one girl who is larger on the team, they will be wearing sleeves when no one else is. Oof. Um, also, their girls are wearing the classic 2010 cropped legging, a piece of item clothing that had a chokehold on us in 2010s. Yes. I still own a pair. Sometimes you need a pair of cropped leggings. I did notice the uh, cropped leggings under the dress. It was such a look. It was such a look back then. Like, you would wear that shit to homecoming. It was 2010 in a nutshell. 100%. Um, Um, Yeah, then we go to, like, fully backstage. I forget if Artie approaches Brittany or Brittany was, like, or what. Like, I forget exactly how it leads into it. But Artie um, approaches Brittany and, like, doubles down because he, in the green room, he's like, did you commit adultery? And she goes, yes. And then he's still not over it, so he comes up to her again. And then goes, I just don't understand, like, what could have made you cheat on me? And Brittany's like, I don't get it. Is this a Mad Libs? What what could that make was funny. You, me cheat on you? That was a very funny line. And that's the kind of line that I'm like, maybe Brittany's actually the smartest one here. Yes. And then there's, her next kind of line made me actually go, oh, out loud. Because Artie's like, I, I, you just said you did. I asked if you committed adultery. That's what that means. And he goes, she's like, I thought that meant being stupid, like being adult. adult. And I and I went, oh, Brittany. Also, perfect delivery, perfect line. Yeah. Brittany might just be the smartest one here. Yeah. And then I she's like, she, yeah. And then she confesses that she's been avoiding Artie because she lost the magic comb. At she said it fell out practice. at motocross practice. And I was like, okay, a vibe. The, the Brittany dialogue here is just top fucking tier. She has the next best line, too, because then Artie is like, oh, sweetie, the comb wasn't magic. The magic was inside you of all along. And he's like, yeah, that was just a comb I found on the floor. And she goes, you let me brush my hair with it? <laughs> She's yep. like, wait, now you're now you're just telling me you gave me trash and I put my hair on that. So right. gross. Gross. And then, of course, Laura was like, yeah, I'm not nervous. Show choir is stupid. And Puck doesn't like that. Puck had this kind of like whoa realization that like it's okay to not care about I don't know I couldn't understand oh. the like the messaging there like she's so self-confident that she's not worried about things I don't know I don't know I didn't get it but like fine she's right like I guess that is kind of a way to go into something like what's it matter this is just a dumb thing we do and it and can't think about it too long because we have to go right into I've had the time of my life yep let's give Quinn and Sam their own uh hallway entrance sure they also walk down in spotlight like we've done every competition so far if it ain't really broke just, or whatever um really just that they're they're the blonde finn and rachel they're the blonde finn and rachel like they said earlier barbie and ken yep i don't know 
I don't need to hear the song ever again in my life. I'm just, I'm. I, they sounded fine. They looked like I was. They they sounded good. They did. They looked like they were having a really fun time. There was a lot of like really sweet smiles and yes. like good face acting. I, I do think Sam and Quinn were excellent in this. Like I think. Yes. I think Quinn had a really great presence here, and I thought she was like like. I know I'm a simp, but like I yeah. think she was actually quite magnetic here. Um, I just I, I'm so bored of this song. I liked this song more with them singing it than I would have liked it if it had been. If this had been Finn and Rachel, I would have just been like dismissed it immediately because mm-hmm. it wasn't. I gave it a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, really missed opportunity to do the lift. Like I can't believe they yeah. didn't do the dirty dancing lift. If you're gonna sing, I have a time of my life. And you're focusing on dancing. I know they did more dancing in the next number. They did, but, but... Throw the lift in there. Like, iconic. Iconic. To your point, I think they could have flipped their um, their strategy a little bit and have the dancing being showcased during that. Not just because Dirty Dancing, but I think there's just so much more you can do with that. And yeah. then they go into Valerie, which we'll talk about, oh. and... And, like, you could have, like, not that they didn't have fun with that. That was fucking fun. But that could have been a more freewheeling number, whereas, Why like... Why not dancing in both? Like, let's have it yeah, all, baby. Yeah, of course. Of course. I, you know I what? Just, you're right. You're right. I, I hadn't remembered enough, and part of me was like, do they end this number with the lift? Like, Mike, Chang, and Brittany doing the lift in the background, and that leads into Valerie. And they didn't, and I thought that was a wasted opportunity. Agreed. Do the lift. Do the lift. I didn't... I don't care for the song just as a song, but you know right. who did? Everybody in that auditorium. Everyone, Great. I mean, that does seem like the kind of song you could sing at a show choir, and every, like, Gen X mom is like, yes! I love Dirty Dancing! <laughs> right. <laughs> I was baby in my day. No one puts baby in the corner! <laughs> it's me, I as baby. Uh, I love Patrick Swayze! <laughs> Um, moms love Patrick Swayze. Moms love Patrick Swayze. And I bet Ohio moms really love Patrick Swayze. If you're a mom from Ohio, write in. Write in and tell us how much you love Patrick Swayze. On a scale Swayze. of one to ghost. Yeah. What's your favorite role that Patrick Swayze's ever done? Please. But there's more. My next note is just in all caps, yes, 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 guess what, bitches. Mm-hmm. It's time for the second best number in all of Glee. Oh man, I am right there with you. So if you haven't already guessed, this is the truly iconic performance of Valerie. Yes. Um, it all hits. The song, absolute killer. Santana, fully killer. The dancing, a hundred percent killer. We're all dead by the end of this performance. We are all slain. This number was perfect. Yeah, you gotta watch it, like, three times, I think, to get the full experience. Like, watch it once, watch the whole thing. Watch it a second time and really focus in on Santana and her tiny Mm -hmm. hat. We love to see it. Watch a third time and just watch Brittany and Mike the whole time because they really... It's a pleasure to watch them dance. It's truly a pleasure to watch them dance. Towards the end, she did a flip over Mike Chang and just landed on her feet in heels. Heels, yeah. It's all amazing. They look so good. And they put this together in, what, a week? Like, talent. Talent. Naya Rivera is a star. A star. Did you get, this is kind of a left turn, but did you get that um, TikTok I sent you about the Cheetah Girls? Yes! Yes, I did! Did you know that Naya Rivera was in final callbacks to be the Adrian Bylon character in the Cheetah Girls? I learned that on TikTok. They made a mistake. 
mistakes were made. Yo. Like, all, no shade to Adrian Bailon, but like, but come imagine on. how forgive the pun ferocious Naya Rivera would have been in that role. Ugh, she's just she's so good, and this like is such a good number. You can't you can go back and watch this number a thousand times. It's Valerie's amazing song. Every yes. every performer I've ever loved has covered this song. Oh, truly. I fully plan on covering it. Great, it's we've, amazing. I mean, we've sang it together. Yes, we have. Yeah. I have that on my phone somewhere. Yes. Um, it's just, it's such a good song. It is and so good. And they do such a good, mm, chef's kiss to chef's this kiss. performance. Ugh. Honestly, the episode should end here. I agree. I mean, like, that, that was enough for me to, like, be like, okay, yeah, New Directions is going to win because they have everything. They have that, yeah. And also, she really does put on, like, a tiny hat. They're like, like, they brought this on stage. I was going to say, where did it come somewhere. from? And it's like that little, like clutch veil that you wear when you're a mourning widow and it's just so beautiful where'd she get why did she have to put the tiny hat on she has a bejeweled mic Ugh, i love Check this off's number bejeweled so mic. much check off mic <laughs> they should and it's truly britney and mike's dancing is just wild i can't Top fathom tier. how people can do that with their bodies i know uh, you know how? Abs. Um, abs. Abs, abs, abs. I, were we supposed to know who this MC is? Because No, I guess it's just a joke that it's just an old, boring man from the DMV, which is the most boring thing people could think of to judge a show choir. Sure. I do love that when the hipsters came in third, he, just, he uh, said goodbye to them with, drive carefully. Yes, and he has a whole speech about filling out an organ donor card, and then they cut to all the kids waiting. And he's like, save a life, become an organ donor. And Will does this little thumbs up like, yeah. I love organ doning. Neat. Yeah, so the hipsters come in third. And then, surprise, surprise, it's a tie. tie. Is that legal? You're all going to regionals. It's I'm, a plot tie. It's like, a plot it's tie. not a real tie. They, it, yeah, especially because they don't really go into like how they can make that legal. I think if it was had to be, if they had truly wanted it to be a tie, they would have shown us a second Dalton number that was as good as Valerie, and they didn't do that. They showed us a perfectly good performance of Train instead of, like, <laughs> a killer performance of Valerie. Yeah. Oh, you're so right about that. I wouldn't, like, whatever the Dalton kids did offstage must have been truly out of this world because nothing we saw beat, beat Naya Rivera. Not once, not never. So, you know, also, who's, the, I mean, I know they don't have a choir director, but, like, who are, the, again, where are the teachers? There is none. They're, they're, they're a cheerocracy. I know, and... but, like, they have, they have to have a chaperone. But they don't come on stage, because that's just literally, they have, like, a driver. They probably have a rich person driver who drives them to and from, but there's no adult in charge of the Warblers. So, instead, Darren Chris shakes hands with Will and says, good game, or whatever. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. So I guess everybody wins and no one wins. Um, yeah. We cut back to uh, Emma and Will. Yeah, he's showing off his trophy, if you know what I mean. And she's showing off her not engagement ring, but wedding ring. Yeah. John Stamos took Emma to Vegas and got married with her. That's not at all fast. Yeah, it does seem like a bad idea for some reasons. Especially since they were just like they just they fighting. just I love you and just, they, just, they just I love you. But that's that. Um, and uh, we cut back to the hallway. Finn and Rachel talk about how happy they are to be part of something special and that they should never have been mad at each other because isn't it just nice to be in Glee Club? But Finn is all like, "No more secrets," and Rachel goes, "I have to tell you something." That's what <laughs> three that steps. Case. 
let's walk three steps over here to a slightly different part of the hallway. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. It's, right? They didn't even go into the astronomy classroom. I fully expected them to walk into the astronomy. I was ready for them to walk into the astronomy classroom. Instead, they just walked to a different angle of the hallway. Yeah. Um, and so Rachel then tells Finn how she kissed Puck. Yeah, like, she's like, I made out with Puck while we were dating to make you feel mad. And this, like, must have been, like, three and a half days ago. It was the day she was wearing the puppy sweater. So the yes. same day she grabbed grabbed his arm and said it felt strong, she decided right. to make out with him. Right. Um, and then it was Puck who said, I did this to Finn before, I can't do this again. Right. And Finn, understandably, is pissed. Yeah, and, like, more pissed, I think, than Rachel expected him to be. I don't know why, because she fully cheated on him with a guy that's already been someone who has been, like, he's already been cheated on with that same guy before. And lied to as a result. Yes. Like, that, no. It's like the biggest blister she could poke would be. Yes. And then she gets mad, like, you're breaking up with me. You said you'd never do that. And he's like, you said you'd never feel, make me feel this way. Yeah, and he's like, you made me feel awful, so I can't trust you. And, like, he doesn't say it in that many words. He's not that eloquent. <laughs> But basically, he's like, yeah, yeah, I can't trust you anymore, and you've hurt me so much that I can't see coming back from this. Um, then we cut to Clayne for, like, a second. <laughs> the point of this scene, all you have to know is that the bird is a metaphor for Kurt. That's yes. it. The bird is Kurt. You'll learn to feel happy inside your cage because you have food and water and you're well taken care of. Right. But you're still in a cage, but Kurt. But you're still in the cage, Kurt. And, uh... Then Tina and uh, Tina and Mike make up. Tina looks great. I'll give Tina this. Tina looks great. I, yeah, Tina enters like Tina, in full, fo- like full. She's form. like dressed like a Victorian Gothic woman, and I just go, man, this is how I should have dressed. Like mm. this is this is, should be my final form. It's not, but. <laughs> and then they make up, and then they say Asian, Asian kiss. kiss, which, yikes. Which yeah, we don't need to talk about that anymore. No. We've we've done that one. <laughs> yep. And then. One final song for the road. Brad is just suddenly there now. Yeah. We haven't seen him all episode, but he's there now. Great. So Will says, let's celebrate the way we know how. Rachel want a solo? And Rachel, having, I guess, learned something and or too hurt to uh, do so. She's too hurt. She's too hurt. Defers to Tina and Mercedes. Like she literally says, I want the two people who haven't sung this episode to sing this song. Right. And I'm fine with that. Right. Um, because this number, they cover Dog Days Are Over by Florence and the Machine. Such a Glee song. Like, a song that you're like, of course Glee's gonna do this song. It is, but, like, I was here for it. There was such a oh, for fun sure. fucking number. They could Amazing. do that in yeah. a competition. I would have liked to see that be their third competition song, honestly, because we didn't yes. really get... That would have been the song that we were missing to fill out the repertoire. We'll never know what they did for their third competition song, but... Right, because the first season, they make a, a distinction to say, we're sectionally doing... need three songs. And, and they always year... do three songs, but we just now always ever see two. Right. For time. And Yeah, and no, I'm just thinking back to, because even in that first, um, the first scene with Em and Will, even she said, only mentioned a Finn and Rachel ballad and then right. a classic rock number and, like, didn't mention a third. No, but, like... The only thing, we know it's that they do three because in the first sectionals they do the two and then they say we'll finish with Somebody to Love, a song that they had done in a previous episode. Right, so we don't need to see it anymore. Yeah, and like, Um, we always, it's fine. This song is very good. Yeah, it's very good. The, like, the clapping, like, the choreographed clapping coming from, like, the risers beneath. Yes. So cool. Um, 
Tina sounds really good on this song, too. Yeah. Tina sounds like, we all know Mercedes sounds good, but Tina really sounds good here in a way that is notable, and I'm right. very happy for her. Me too. And um, everyone's having fun. You can tell, it feels like the direction was, like, just dance and improv, and, right. like, they really, like... like like, we'll give they you the steps, we'll give you the choreography, but, like, this is all about how much fun you guys right. have. And, and here's I love some parts where you can improvise, because there's one part where, like, Naya Rivera pretends to ride a horse, and there's one part where Cord Overstreet is doing, like, Michael Jackson choreography, and he does the thing he where moves. he... moves! And he does the thing, I, I watched it twice because I thought it was adorable, he does the thing where he gets up on his feet, like, the little yeah. toe move, and then they cut up to his face and he's, like, got this shocked face on and kind of, like, fist pumps, like, like he didn't he's, know he could actually so do it. He's so of himself. And he pulled it off and he's like, guys, did you see this? That felt like not an acting, that felt like Cord Overstreet discovering that he could do the Michael Jackson toes move. Right. On, on stage. And it was all fun and cute. So and much I, fun. I loved it. I, I mean... I, I get the, um, like, the plot device for this. I did not need, like, cutting away to Rachel, taking down, like, her the sad... uh, love stuff. Yeah, yeah her sad like, deconstruction. Yeah, we didn't need the sad things in the middle of the song. Arguably, I didn't, we didn't need Emma and John Stamos for literally three seconds. Yeah, there's, like, a little stinger in the song to note that um, Emma is making out with John Stamos in her office. Inappropriate. And she kind of looks wistfully over his shoulder in a way that implies that maybe she thinks she made a bad choice by getting Vegas married so quickly. So we, we have say, a, Emma. a vague look of apprehension on Emma's face. Right. But overall, very good. Very good. Here's my question. Okay. So traditionally, they end a competition episode with a song post-competition. Yes. So where would you rank this one? compared to To Sir With Love and the My Life Would Suck Without You number. I think I rank it second. Yeah. Because I think um, My Life Would Suck Without You, Was Chef's just Kiss. so top tier. So top tier. And we know that, like, there's the, um, like, there's not a caveat, but there's a whole thing, like, that might have been, like, the end of what what, what might that have might been have a been Mary the series. Glee. Yeah. Um, but... So... I don't, oh, I, like, I had to think really hard about what To Sir With Love was, and it's another stool number, right? It's a stool number. It was either that, like, they do two after regional, because that was after regionals. Yes. So they also did the somewhere, Will sings Somewhere Over the Rainbow, but they sing To Sir With Love to Will, because. Right, it was that. And it's yeah, fine. No, thank you. I was gonna, I, ha I would agree with you that I thought this was not quite as good as the, like, energy of my life would suck without you. I think that was really one of their best numbers. Agreed. But this was so good. Oh, absolutely. What a good episode of her songs. Right? Damn. Like, boy. Making up for a couple of the last ones. Yeah, like, we started slowly without a lot of songs in this episode, and then when we did start, we started weird. Um, but <laughs> by the yeah. end, we were really hitting all the notes. Yeah. Get it? Yeah. Um, well, that being said, I gotta ask, although I feel like it's a little bit of a foregone conclusion today. Yeah. But for, you know, posterity's sake, let's say you were gonna rush to iTunes at the end of this episode, spend your $1.29 probably, because it was just released, so they wouldn't have been singles, and you had to get a song from this episode. Let me just remind you of your choices. Recap You could em. get Don't Cry For Me, Argentina. The Living Years, Hey Soul Sister, I've Had the Time of My Life, Valerie, or Dog Days Are Over. 
this is this is an episode where there's a right answer and it's valerie it's valerie how could it not be absolutely valerie if you're Um, not going and like buying it now i will i will accept dog days are over Mm -hmm. i will will accept um hey soul sister yeah perfectly fine i will say special bonus points to hazel sister for being a song that i prefer the glee version of to the regular version i'll give you that that is not often the case and when it is the case it's often it's often the warblers because a it's acapella so it sounds distinctly different and boy that darren chris is charming i thought you were gonna say and b it's not train it's not okay look (laughs) i'm sorry train train stands i hear you i don't respect you (laughs) Does Train have stands? Surely. Train heads. <laughs> Conductors, we call them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's so good! <laughs> I didn't expect it! <laughs> yeah, I'm a pretty big conductor. <laughs> I'm into, like, 12 train shows. <laughs> Choo-choo, baby! Imagine someone who's just a fan of trains, like, rolling up to some convention because they think it's going to be about trains. <laughs> and it's, and it's the, and a it's, concert for a train. It's just people, like, talking about the lead singer of Train, a man whose name I don't even, couldn't conjure <laughs> if you paid me. Uh, once I went to a friend's wedding and I was a little drunk at the end of the night and I went around to telling anyone who would listen that Train is not a one-hit wonder. Uh, <laughs> A conversation that me and Sarah have had several times. Why? Because they just seem like a band that would have, like, you you hear Drops of Jupiter and you're like, this is this song, this is this right, band's I mean, like, only and hit. That, I mean, and that is a quintessential 2000s song. Like, you think yeah. of the 2000s, you think of that song. Oh my god, and I didn't even think about, like, they, the problem with Train is you think of a song, you're like, Drops of Jupiter. Right. That's gotta be the only Train song I know. And right. then you're like meet virginia and then you're like hey soul sister and then you're like that shitty song about killing off your girlfriend or whatever (laughs) and you just keep thinking of train songs you know and you're like drive by yeah there's that one from the car commercial i forgot about drive by too Um, god there's just train permeates it's train is a jeep commercial band there yeah i just don't i don't like how many train songs i know (laughs) oh man um boy (laughs) we we got into the train weeds there. Welcome to Traincast, um, <laughs> our podcast about trains, the band, not the locomotive. <laughs> anyway, I, I guess, I guess, I'm so happy. I guess we should talk about, um, we should try to end our show now yeah, before it devolves okay. further. Ian, where can people find you on social media? Uh, well, you can find me at iBroski on Twitter and Instagram, at iBroads on TikTok, um, uh, there's not a whole lot going over there right now, um, except my Where's Waldo character. I think I'm going to do something with that. Um, <laughs> I watched it like three times. And I thank you, laugh. thank you. I wrote it's, a whole bunch of um. It's classic Ian there. Brodsky, and we love we love to see it. Oh, thank you, um, IanJBrodsky.com. Yes. Um, what about you, Karina? You can find me uh, at Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all under the same handle. I am at Epic Adventure of. Um, you know, doing some stuff, doing some things. The things that I think are funny, turns out TikTok doesn't think are funny, but I'm still going to post them. Hey, I think they're funny. There's just, I found an old Snapchat of me eating spaghetti at like <laughs> 10 in the morning with Britney Spears' work bitch playing aggressively <laughs> in the background. 
that. And I sent it to Rascal, and she was like, why do you have this? And I'm like, I don't know. I am so happy that you do, though. I have a lot of weird videos that shouldn't exist in the capacity they do. Oh, man. Look, if you're going to eat spaghetti, you better work, bitch. Um, <laughs> you can find the show at Glee Aggressive on Twitter and Instagram. We are at gleeaggressive at gmail.com if you want to talk to us in long form. Um, email us. Tell us what your favorite train song is. Or, yeah. alternatively, what your least favorite train song is. Because mm. everyone has one. Yeah. Train feels like the band that would have been featured in the movie Begin Again as though they were a fictional band. I don't know how to respond to that. Not the band that your character was in. A different I know, band but that you would have been like, like in a battle of the bands with. Okay, okay. I see what you mean. I, okay, that, yeah, they have battle of the bands energy, sure. Yeah, they do have battle of the bands energy. Like, like mildly surprised that um, Jack Black wasn't facing yeah. them in School They're not going to win the battle of the bands. School of Rock is going to win the battle of the bands. Right. But you're like glad to see them, I guess. Yeah, like, they, like they're, they're solid. Yeah, they're good. They're not I... Daughtry. <laughs> not Daughtry. I really couldn't name a Daughtry song if my life depended on it. Oh, so. man. I couldn't. E- uh... Hey, email us at gleeaggressive at gmail.com <laughs> if you know a Daughtry song. Uh, we just, I could absolutely see us doing a bonus episode where we just roast half, I mean, not where we just roast bands from don't the get 2000s. Me started. Don't get me started on the fray. Sarah made me a goodbye playlist when I moved out of Denver, and as an act of cruelty, she put some songs on the fray on it, and every time I listen to that playlist, the song comes on, and out loud I go, God damn it, Sarah, because I know that's exactly why she did it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all of One Direction, the entire soundtrack of Les Mis, and like three songs by the fray. <laughs> I'm keeping all of this. I don't care how insider baseball it is. I love this. Um, I just... Okay, look out for our bonus content about shit-talking bands later this year. <laughs> Where we just roast bands from the 2000s. I have a um, lot of feelings. I love it. Um, but also you can like, comment, rate, subscribe. Um, yeah. Namely on Apple Podcasts. Um, That's tip where the, the show money is. if you If you want to reward our shit-talking. Yeah, if you too hate Train, uh, send us some money. Uh, we do this show for free and we're happy to do it. But, you know, word <laughs> of mouth. Goes yeah. a long way. It's the best form yes. of advertising. So um, tell your friends. Don't tell Train. <laughs> this is going to become part of our branding now. It's always been. It's always been. That's a problem. <laughs> it's our secret, and we're always Train haters. Um. <laughs> anyway, thanks. I guess. For watching. <laughs> thanks for watching. Oh fuck! Yeah, they watch Glee, and yeah, now they're listening to us. Yeah. Anyway, cool. <laughs> Uh, that you've we've watched and listened and discussed um, season two episode nine special education. You can watch next episode and listen along with us if you feel so inclined. Oh, I just realized that next episode is called a very Glee Christmas. Buckle up, Jenna Kate. I guess it's the Christmas episode next. Whoops. Um. Sure. It's midway through November, so yeah, it's time for Christmas. Sure. Honestly. I'm hyped. If this, does this, oh, oh, uh, I'm excited now. Okay. So next episode is Glee Christmas. So Ian, I have to ask, does this episode make you want to ne- watch the next episode of Glee? Yeah. Does the fact that it's a Christmas episode next dissuade you at all? Um, no. Okay. I'll give it a shot. 
Everyone loves Christmas music. Not everyone. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs>